double check, triple check, what have you, as much as you can check Twitter, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Shams, I never know. Sham Sharina. Sharina. Normally, normally is a NBA insider for the athletic and, and, and stadium breaks a lot of NBA news. He's been tweeting about the, the bills like everybody has, but he tweets this out a blessing. The breathing tube is out of DeMar Hamlin as of this morning. And he's begun talking to Buffalo bills teammates again. That's outstanding. That's so cool. Hamlin's had the breathing tube in his body through his throat since Monday night. No longer needs it. It can breathe fully on his own. Oh, my God. That is unbelievable. Prayers answered. I just felt like a calm come over me. You know, you feel so good. Power of prayer. (laughs) Those doctors, man. I'm telling you what. We've talked about them this morning, but to, to be able to save his life the way that they did. The quick thinking on the field, the preparedness on the field. Danny Kellington, just man. get him to the ambulance. Uh-huh. Took some heroic efforts. And then everything since, obviously, too. Man. All right, if you if you feel like the, the, the fix is in, I get it. I totally get it. Bob's usually the one with the tinfoil hat. Someone does tweet in. Usually it's just only Bob. Now now y'all are wearing it, <laughs> someone said on, Everybody's on, the, on the text line. I don't think they're going to get job, but hey, we're all going to be on the lookout. Everybody's going to be on the lookout for what's going to happen on Saturday because these some of these scenarios can be negated. Mm-hmm. This whole scenarios thing that the NFL thrown out there can all be negated. Chiefs got to beat the Raiders first. That's right. Chiefs don't beat the Raiders. Well, then this is this whole never show mind. is a waste of time. Then never mind. <laughs> right? Yeah. I guess the Bills could still lose to the. Patriots right. and they'd still have the same scenario. But mm-hmm. Chiefs beat the the Raiders, then everything's in play. Okay. But everybody's looking at that game like they haven't played great their last few games. They played a lot of close games. They've had to pull stuff out of the fire. Oh, they're gonna get screwed. Right. <laughs> How many people have you already heard? Like, oh the NFL, the NFLs wants them to lose it at the Raiders this weekend. What are they going to do about it? How are they going to be involved? Josh, I started hearing it from people on Tuesday morning. I know. How, how are they going to be involved? Who are the refs? Uh-huh. Did they move Carl Cheffers to this game? No, they did not. Not yet. Scott Novak. There's still a chance Cheffers shows up in Vegas, right? <laughs> he just butts the guy out of the way. Yeah. I'll take over here. <laughs> Elbows the guy. That's Remember right. that reporter that was elbowing people years ago on ESPN? Yes. What was her name? Do you recall? But there was a reporter. She's still, for, she's yeah. Still, she's still on. Uh, there was a... There was a what your point too? I think I think they were both. She and another reporter were both covering the Patriots, and there was like a two shot on the screen. You yeah, know, and, that's right. And it was almost as if she was like she was elbowing the, the other guy out, out of the way, the, out of the way <laughs> yeah. to take over the reporting. I'm like, whoa, she really wants this gig. Yeah, um, yeah, something like that. Where Carl Cheffers or Scott Novak comes out and they go out for the coin toss, and he pulls off his mask. Yeah, and it's Carl Cheffers underneath, like Scooby Doo, and everybody's yeah. ready to get. Uh, all you meddling kids, so no, the Scott I am. Novak crew. Which again, I don't, I don't tend to uh, to delve into who throws flags against who, right? Uh, but uh, but Mitch told us, hey, it's middle of the road. It's fine. <laughs> it doesn't doesn't feel like uh, it's not one of those ones that gets because Carl Cheffers will get under you know everybody's skin. Hey. Carl, good to see you. Yeah. No. That's not never good to see Carl. No. So Scott Novak's crew. But but I understand if you're in the camp of of saying, hey, wait a minute here. 
Is the fix going to be in on Saturday? And all, the, all these scenarios will take care of itself in a negative way against the Chiefs. Right. Do you believe it? I believe it every I mean, I know that you're the Pied Piper this yeah. whole thing. Yeah, normally, I, yeah, so. I, I, th- I think there's going to be a way. That <laughs> so you're, you're, on, you're on watch. Yeah, you're on, of course you're on, I am. You're on high alert. Of course. Watching yeah. for nefarious flags. Because while the NFL is rolling out this proposal of playing these neutral site games, it would be it would behoove them to have the Chiefs lose so they can just say, well, the Chiefs lost anyway, so it didn't come into an account, right? And it takes the pressure off of them. Right from the text lines. Pretty clear to me they're going to screw the Chiefs. The referees will control the game with the Raiders. Yep. And the Chiefs will lose, and they put Buffalo on top because that's what the NFL wanted from the beginning. Right. There's a lot of that going on in Kansas City right now. ton of it. There's no foul on the play for blocking the back. Timeout. <laughs> yeah, Carl's not. Carl's not here. I'm telling you. The Chiefs lose. The Bills shouldn't get a home game for the AFC Championship, right? Or are they going to change the rules again? No, they will. Chiefs lose. And the uh, now the Bills would still have to lose. Mm-hmm. But if the Bills win, Chiefs lose. That scenario. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Bills. Right. Right. Bills will host. Bills will host. Bills fine. Mm-hmm. They'll, they'll have the... Uh, Head-to-head tiebreaker, right? Yeah. We don't even worry about it. Yeah. I don't even worry about that extra game. No. That's the case. So the scenarios are two pages long. Scheduled to be voted on by the NFL owners today, and the belief is it's going to fly through. It's going to fly through. So go out. All you can do as the Chiefs is go out and win the game. That's exactly right. And the rest of it is is out of our hands, unfortunately. I wish I could tell you we had some control. We don't. We don't. We don't. Although take the social media because we're take we're the to, social media because the NFL that, mon- I'm that told that they helps. monitor it that 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 helps. Yep, that they're basing a lot of their belief on what they've seen on social media. I heard that from a high-ranking NFL official. Yeah, on Twitter. Uh, what? <laughs> Excuse me, you're, you're citing who? You're citing Twitter? How about we just whoop the Raiders? I'm with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be the best case scenario. They play great, and we go. We all take a breath and go. Man, the Chiefs look good today. And that's all that's all we're worrying about. Right. The thing for us, best case scenario, beat the Raiders, Bills lose to the Patriots, a moot point too. Yeah. Yeah. No one wants to really root against the Bills this week. At least I don't. Yeah, wait till Sunday. But that's the scenario the NFL has set up. The NFL has set up a scenario where you as a Chiefs fan root for your team on Saturday to win, and you're rooting against the Bills on Sunday. Some more news from uh, Ian Rappaport. For the first time, DeMar Hamlin is addressing his team via FaceTime. The breathing tube is out. He spent the morning speaking to various teammates on FaceTime. Now he's delivering a message to the entire team. That's really cool. Oh, my God. That's really cool. So good. Really, really cool. So good. Let's sing about it. Are we singing today? Yeah, we are We're singing today. We're back for the new year. We are back. With a little karaoke on a Friday? A little karaoke on a Friday. Lurleen, the trailer park queen, is back again. Howdy. Did you have a very good <laughs> holiday season, Lurleen? Oh, I had a heck of a good holiday season. Good. You ready Mr. to? Besco, you ready Mr. Klingler. You ready to do some singing? Who did you host? I bet there was a ton of family at your double wide. Oh, my gosh. That, that trailer is bursting at the seams. We had to get out three more rolls of duct tape just to keep it all together. Oh, my goodness. Were you able to uh, find enough duct tape around town this time of year? Uh, it's, it's tough. You know, a lot of people are using it to uh, refurbish gifts and wrap said gifts. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> you know, demand for duct tape. 
is very high on Lost Wallet area. Every time, every time you're in, people have asked too. There was a there was an open, I think, pad, concrete pad. You said in your neighborhood has yes. that been filled yet? Oh no, no, no. There's always. You know what? <laughs> well, if if you're a qual, if you're going to be a quality renter, if you're going to add something to the aesthetic of the Lost Wallet community. Uh, then we'll make room for you. All right, good. All right, so what are we singing today? What kind of karaoke we got going on? Well, you know, um, I know I've done some uh, some kind of like rock and roll, rockabilly uh, stuff before, and I think I'll go uh, classic rock tip this time. Um, you know, there's a lot of pressure on January, you know, New Year. New you. New yeah. you. Yeah. When, you know, in reality, you spent the last... You know, 300 and some odd days doing the same old crap you always did. That's right. <laughs> and nothing's going to nothing's gonna fall down from the sky and make you automatically change, you nope, know. No, it's not. In the next 30 days. But gosh darned if we don't try every every dang year, you know. Mm-hmm. We try, and by the 15th, we're done. <clears throat> yep. So <laughs> what we got about, what is that, nine more days of optimism? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Look at me doing math this early in the day. That's morning. great. I could have figured it out later in the day. And math. on a Friday to boot. Or just yeah. math. Yeah, or just math, period. Yeah. yeah. So, you ready to roll? <laughs> oh, right. sure. This is my struggle with the weights. <clears throat> when my latest bubba left me, I'd just stay at home and eat. Beefy jerky, chew and string cheese Till I could not see my feet With little Debbie and Betty Crocker Long John Silver's by my side I think I know now why it's called a double wide So I tried to join a health club But I got so dang depressed Cause I could not squeeze my booty Into lycra or spandex So instead of sweating to the oldies I'm saving up for surgery Liposuction for my blubberectomy Take three inches off my tummy Won't you vacuum down my thighs Put a little back up top so I can still attract the guys. You don't have to work out, just find a doctor to suck the fat out. Yeah, one of my entrepreneurial cousins has a joint up off of the Highway 40 mm-hmm. behind the gas and sip. Uh-huh. You got to fill out the pet work, though, so Medicare pays for it. Right, right, we got you. So I went from a size 18 to a tiny little 8. You might think that I'm top heavy, but my assets sure are great. And if I find that my new figure will not stay up where it should, then next year I'll buy me a new pair just as good. Mm -mm. Take three inches off my Tommy, won't you vacuum down my thighs? Put a little back up top so I can still attract the guys. You don't have to work out, just find a doctor to suck the fat out. And make sure them stitches take. Yeah. Very good! Lurleen, <laughs> the trailer park queen. Do you have requests? Another. You're going to have to do your due diligence on this whole deal, though. I just want to say, this is not like, I'm not advocating for any particular 
process or surgery. You know, uh-huh. if you show up and all you see is a shot back and a staple gun, then <laughs> maybe. Is that the fine the fine print? Maybe you need to yeah. to seek alternate care. Yeah, that's right. It's good good disclaimer, Marlene. <laughs> How you doing in there, B Dub? <laughs> it was outstanding. <laughs> outstanding. I just try to bring a little bit of joy into everybody's life. You do. And we need it. We need it. Happy New Year, Lily. Happy New Year to y'all. Right. Yeah, if you have requests, you let me know, and I'll try to work some up for one of the future uh, Friday karaoke weeks. All right. Sounds good. All right. 903-586-7610. Send in your request, Lurleen, right. the trailer park queen. Dang yeah. Our uh, roundtable today, Aaron Ladd of KSHB 41 and 610 Sports Radio's Nick Schwert will drop on in next. Fesco in the morning. <laughs> Brought to you by Rayner Garage Doors of Kansas City. LiftMaster has patented MyQ technology. It's no wonder LiftMaster is the number one professionally installed garage door opener. Find us at RaynerKC.com. 610 Sports Radio. Welcome. We, we have been expecting you. Please, Don Fesco and Don Klingler. Insist that you have a seat. It's the nine o'clock hour on a Friday. I have an offer. You can't refuse. We need to discuss some family business around the NFL and much, much more. Welcome to the round table on Fesco in the morning. I missed the Don, but I remember not to step on his toes because that's a bad, bad thing. It is our roundtable brought to you by the Kansas Lottery. Uh, Aaron Ladd of Channel 41 and Nick Schwert from Cody and Gold, of course, right here on 610 Sports Radio. Both also contributors to uh, to Arrowhead Pride. Join us in the studio for the roundtable this morning. Gentlemen, good morning. Good morning. How's good it going? Good to be here. Good to see everybody this morning. So, you guys following football? <laughs> Keep Every once in, in a ground. while, yeah, occasionally. Yeah, yeah. Following yeah. football. What do you guys think of this whole neutral site AFC game? Because for the whole morning, man, it's just been, I think it sucks. I heard you guys on the way in. All right. <laughs> you want to go first? I'll, I'll go. I uh, I don't love it, but I also recognize there was no perfect solution. My, my whole take the whole time was in a situation where there is no perfect solution, go with the easiest solution. I thought the easiest solution would have been to if you were not going to be able to play that game, right, because we knew that they weren't going to continue the game on Monday, at that point I still thought at some point this game will be played in the immediate aftermath. Now, 48 hours, 72 hours pass, and you sort of realize the logistics of getting that game back in probably would have been pretty difficult. So I say, okay, well, if you're not going to play that game, you still have to have a – you have to have an end result from that game, and then I think you just honor the result of that game and move forward. So from a Chiefs perspective, I think this is – Great in that now you control your own destiny with a win against the Raiders. And the whole time I've felt that the one seed, the biggest advantage is the buy, not the home field advantage. I think home field advantage in the playoffs is great, but it's overrated. You go back and look at the last four years. It's about 50-50 home teams winning versus road teams winning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the buy is most important and the Chiefs now. And directly 50-50 for the Chiefs. Right, yeah, directly right. 50-50 for the Chiefs. <laughs> the Chiefs yeah. get that buy, but it just, this isn't typically how AFC championship games are decided, and I wanted to keep this as close to normal protocol as possible. 
I know the NFL worked tirelessly on this, but it just feels a little off. It felt like there was a simpler solution out there. And yeah. I didn't care about the I didn't care about the tradition or steeped in and keeping it as closely looking to how other AFC. I didn't care. I thought the fairest solution was actually adding the eighth team. And I like that idea too. Yeah, because it brings in another team. It brings in more revenue. We know the NFL only cares about money to begin with. Right. So reinvent and repump in life to a team that thought that they were eliminated. Yeah. Eliminate the first round by for the first team. There's not going to be a fair situation in this. Somebody's going to be unhappy no matter what. We want to talk about fairness. Ask Demar Hamlin's family how they're feeling about fairness right now. It's 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 just a tough situation all the way around. I think Kansas City is sitting in the same situation they were sitting in before. We control our own destiny. We beat the Raiders, and then we control what we can control and win one game at a time. But uh, if I'm a Chiefs fan, I'm not waking up on the wrong side of the bed based on this information because you knew it was going to be some sort of adjustment, and it's just based on unprecedented circumstances. I, my biggest point, I don't, want to, I, don't want, I don't trust the NFL. I don't want them the door open for them to do this all the time. Right. Because oh, you know open. if this goes over well, and they're going to start bidding as, this as out. Right? Said, it's, yeah. it's open. Yeah. It's and open then now. we're yep. then we're college football playoff. We're yeah. we're 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 bidding for three sites and and you're taking away the home field on a permanent basis. And I think this opens the door for Well them. especially if you do it in a don't like like I don't want if if you're t- telling me the AFC championship game is going to be Chiefs Versus Buffalo, for example. I know what Kansas City and Buffalo are like in January. Don't yeah. put this game in Minneapolis in a dome. Right. I, I want Detroit, maybe. Uh, yeah, I want yeah. this game played out in the elements. It's going to feel weird if you put them in a dome in Indianapolis and in what I think will just have an eerie feeling around it. Like if you want to get back to normalcy, play this game. I, I get, I, I'm with you, Aaron. Like it's not to me as much about the tradition as much as it is like. It, it, when the AFC Championship game, go play in Buffalo, or Buffalo has to go play in Kansas City. That adds to me a lot of intrigue around the game. Whereas if we're getting ready for an AFC Championship game in Indianapolis, it's going to feel weird. Well, my biggest con- concern is obviously what Josh talked about. There's opening the door, and then all of a sudden, now all the championship games are other places, and that sucks because yeah. of what those championship games mean to the fans. And a lot of fans buy their season tickets based on, especially in Kansas City, getting those two playoff games here and having the opportunity to buy those playoff tickets. But for me, the, the, the problem that I truly have with this is you have a rule in place in your manual from this year that lays out what happens in a situation like this and you're not following it. It says if a game is canceled, the team standing in its division or in its conference shall be determined on the basis of its final record. When necessary, playoff tiebreakers shall be calculated according to per game average for all teams. That is a rule that was in the books in this year's rule book and this year's manual. You always plan for worst case scenario, hoping to never use any of this. But now here we are. We've got worst case scenario and you have a rule in place for that. And you're you're totally disregarding the rule that you already have in place. And if they forgot to add the portion of how venues would be affected by that rule, well, then they have to add it next year. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't that, even that, know. That, I didn't even know that was a thing. That that rule. Joe Mixon put this out there. That, He's that the one is, who uncovered all this. In we talk about unprecedented circumstances, but I mean, also considering it's week 17, you're in the end game already. The dates are running into each other. The AFC Championship game, the Super Bowl, like. You've got very small margin for error here. It's not going to be perfect. I know it's not going to remind you of the four straight AFC championship games at Arrowhead and all that stuff, but for Chiefs fans and for the Chiefs team, everything's still in front of you. It's the same sort of circumstances. Adversity is impacting Buffalo as well in one of the biggest ways, and mm-hmm. we got a great update this morning on DeMar Hamlin. You've got to accept that that's going to inject some life into their team once again, but 
for Kansas City, I don't know if this drastically changes what you thought going into Week 18 I mean, and beyond. Cincinnati's getting the shortest end of the stick here where you – win your division and may not even get a home game out of that's it. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. You're out. You got to do a flip of the coin for so that. If I'm too, Cincinnati, yeah. I'm pretty, I'm pretty upset as well. I Which think they were, although they weren't, yeah. they aren't going to vote against it. Right. Well, right. right. It so like. I'm, I'm being told by a high ranking NFL official. They, they expect it to pass 32, nothing, which I said, wait a second here. The Cincinnati person said, maybe 31, one, right. When they put this stuff out there, I mean, it's pretty much like, Hey, we're going to have a meeting, but this is, this is what we're moving forward. Mm-hmm. Rubber stamp. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think the difficult part of this conversation is, you know, going back to the reason why we're here in the first place. Okay. When they decided on Monday night, we're all in the heat of that game. Like you can't continue this game. Right. Could not. At that point, though, I was still under the impression that they would play this game. And so with the NFL, which your entire model is based off the competition, right, and teams constantly trying to find competitive edges, the difficult part of the conversation is figuring out where that line is. When you have a catastrophic event like you had on Monday, where do teams draw the line in terms of this is how much we're willing to relinquish a potential competitive advantage because of what you guys went through as a team, because you guys saw one of your teammates go down and you thought he may never play again. He may never, you may never see him he again. He may never live again. He may, right? ne- yeah. he may be, he may be. Di- and so I don't know what the correct answer is, but it's very clear that at least from an ownership perspective, they're willing to spread the burden of that situation around a little bit more than just say, Hey, we know that was tough, but ultimately you're going to have to answer for not playing that game. It's clear the NFL is saying, no, we're willing to spread this out just a little bit in the sake of this being a one-of-one situation that we're probably never going to see but again. But they did. They, they've already had a rule in place, though, in case of this one-of-one situation occur, right? And and they're blatantly not following the rule that they set up. But doesn't the rule book also give them the leeway to make alterations like this like isn't that kind of the the fail safe is the commissioner can come in and do whatever he wants whenever he wants why have a rule book though at this point in time right like i mean this is 286 pages guys like this isn't like and it's all legalese and nonsensical stuff that you probably never have to focus on except when you have to focus on it so you have the rule follow the rule and i'm glad for the first time in a long time you know, we're prioritizing people over these protocols. I know this rule is, this book is here, and there's actually paper in black and white here that tells you what to follow in this circumstance, but you saw the look on Josh Allen's face and some of these guys uh-huh. unfit to play that game. I think if you reschedule that game for a standalone game or Tuesday or whatever, it doesn't feel right. Imagine putting those guys mentally on what they went through. Are you talking about like this event. past Tuesday or when? Correct. Oh, God, yeah, no, you could not. I know you have rules and protocols and five-minute warm-up is another phrase we've been talking about a long time. And, oh, that was the protocol. Guys are just following it, whatever, whatever. NFL has started to walk the walk as far as mental health talk. And I think that this is an extension of that. Yes, it's not fair for everybody. And Cincinnati might not have a, a home game, even though they're the champion. Our appetite as a football viewing public has changed a little bit. And I think that that has led into maybe some of this decision. Now, how would you feel, though, if they scheduled, which they didn't, they, ba- they bagged re- replaying this game at all. Yeah. But had they said... Well, you're playing this week, so you play next week too. We make up the game next week and back the season up a, uh, a week. I would have been I I would have been okay with it just in that I've I, I heard the report yesterday. I think it was Schefter who said that the league office basically was in unison that this game has bad mojo to it. You don't want to play this. Yeah, these teams might play yes. in the postseason. Yes. Yeah. So, but that's in Buffalo. It's a it's a different story. You going back to Cincinnati, back to that field, back. It just Move on. Cut your losses. I understand that it was an extremely important game. All mm-hmm. the eyes on it. One of the biggest games of the year, Monday Night Football. Arguably the biggest regular season yeah. game of the year. 
move on. Yeah. And, and, that, say, and, say and I don't have a problem with them moving yeah. on and canceling it. But th- those are all like for every action, there's a reaction for every consequence. You know, there's consequences for everything that you do. Right. The consequences of not having that game are, well, we got to go revert back to rule G here, the competitive policy for canceled games. And again, that I go back to that being the probably the simplest solution. So like every team, no matter what solution you, you go with, every team is going to feel like, no, we're the ones who Absolutely. are getting shafted the most by this. And mm-hmm. the situation they chose, I think Cincinnati's probably saying that. We are shouldering more of the blame than anyone else. And the NFL chose like we, we would rather affect these four teams than affect the 14 playoff teams, which I don't know if that's necessarily correct because I feel like the easiest thing would have been, hey, you guys have time. You build the schedule in a way to account for situations like this. and we Especially learned, since COVID. And we learned yeah. in COVID, you guys are much more flexible than you let on. <laughs> right. Oh, we're going to cancel this game. If you guys don't have enough players, the game's canceled. You forfeit. All of a sudden, it's a Tuesday afternoon and teams are playing in Tennessee. So it's like, okay, you guys are a little bit more malleable than you've let on. You have an extra week, but you guys, again, so like I agree with you, Aaron, like the mental health side of things, the NFL is being more proactive and backing up what they're saying. But the flip side is there are still aspects of this where they're chasing money. They are being greedy and that they don't want to relinquish forever. They don't want to relinquish that week in between the championship and the Super Bowl because that's a money-making week for the NFL. It's the Pro Bowl games. I mean, how could you miss that? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> also, the hype week. Not that, not that I believe them. Not that I would believe them, but at least in the game, statement says, we're only doing this this year. We have no interest in neutral site conference championship games. He'll, be, he'll get asked about it, right? Goodell, well, he'll do a press conference, what, the week yeah. before the Super Bowl? you've opened the door for um, – Playing one game at SoFi, playing one game in Miami, and playing the Super Bowl in London. Right. That, that owners, door is you know now I mean? open. Like you're, yeah. you're, you're open to With do the something owners, silly the answer like that. The question is how much money will this that? bring in? Yeah. And then once you give them that number, the owners will vote for it. And and that's the thing. I've seen a lot of fans this morning on the text line. You know, greed, man. Everybody's talking about the word greed today with the owners if they do go to championship games at neutral locations. And fans are like, that's what's going to kill me as an NFL fan and drive me away is the greed of the owners. You can't have the Midas touch in this. Just because you're doing it this one time, you've got to say, this. hey, look, this is extenuating circumstances. We're never doing this again. It's a one-off. Yeah. I swear, it's a one-off. Yeah, you, you've got to make that. <laughs> Clear. Well, we heard that before. Be- be- yeah. Right, exactly. <laughs> because you know what they're going to do. Not that I believe it, but if they said it, at least kind of hold, try to hold them to it. Right. You know? And and people will also look at that around the league and go, "Well, oh, look, they're pretty successful. We start bidding this thing out. That's more because they're always looking to grow revenue, which yeah. is why we're playing overseas. They feel like they've tapped out in America. Now all of a sudden they're like, "Oh, maybe we're not tapped out here in the United States. <laughs> maybe we put bids in for this." And and then now all of a sudden you play your entire regular season. You get the one seed. You get a buy. And then you only get one home playoff game and that's it. Like, yeah. wh- what's the incentive of that? Right. Anytime you have a tough decision, or at least I try to, you make a pros and cons list in this situation with all the scenarios, there were cons for every single option for every Correct. single team yeah. across yep. the board. Yep. So as the NFL, you kind of put your hand in the bin and say, all right, we're going with this one. I know it's going to screw somebody, but this is what we're working with. It's unprecedented circumstances. It's our round table today. Aaron Ladd of channel 41, Nick Schwert from Cody and gold, both contributors to Arrowhead pride as well. Uh, as Aaron mentioned, Chiefs have everything in front of them. How do we, how do we feel about it? The actual play, we'll discuss that. And I lost my train of thought. I can't help you there, Josh. <laughs> it's because you took Tuesday morning right. off. You, you were late on Tuesday. That's what happens. I right, something else good that we'll get to. Oh, okay. Okay. Wow. Wow. All right. Are you sure? <laughs>
<laughs> Next! Yeah! Break's over. And now that that's taken care of, and you've shown your appreciation, let's conclude the family business. Now, let's get back in to the round table. It is the round table brought to you by Kansas Lottery. Aaron Ladd of Channel 41 with us. Nick Schwert from Cody and Gold also in the studio. I did remember what I was going to get to. I was going to ask if you remember. It's, it's, as Aaron mentioned, everything's still out there, right? right? Yeah. My other silver lining is beat the Raiders and you only get, assuming you play out, you only get one of Bills or Bengals, which was the ultimate goal. To me, it was winning the one was. Nice for a lot of reasons. My ultimate why I wanted the Chiefs to get the one seed was to play only one of those teams. So I'm a little different. In you know what I mean? Regard. Like, yeah. Are you I, one of these? I want to play all the time. Yeah, I want to play. Those teams are better than I, you I'm at, at this point. I, I will take, I will take one of them and, and take my chances. I'd rather not go through both of them. Man. This still gives you the option to not go through both I'm of like them. I'm like, I don't want to see my basketball team face an 11 seed and a 12 seed in the Elite Eight and Final Four. Like, Who I want to go up. And, me, man. Why, I'm, though? Let me. Because I'm, 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 I'm a sick man. But you are. You're like typical KU fan. Oh, I don't want I want to face all the good teams. Why? But I don't say. It like Do you like that. when they get the loss out of their system it. before yeah, the no, tournament too? I like to I like to take down the best en route to a title because it just like it's the validation of saying we didn't have an easy road where we got to play the Jags and the Chargers on the way to the Super Bowl. Who like, cares? We, Chargers aren't easy. Me, Who remembers man. what path you took exactly. on the way to the Super Bowl? Thank you, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> Did they put that on the T-shirt when you win the Super Bowl? Right. Well, you know, <laughs> I guess like you're right. Though. And who I'm cares a what fan. the opposing fan it's, says? It's not like the. Oh, you didn't have to play Buffalo, so it's not like the tournament. We don't, you know, have to play the whack winner, right? You know, yeah, you're yeah, playing yeah, playoff yeah. teams yeah. of your same, your same ill. I, I mean, mean, when you look at the AFC, there's n- like, like last year Pittsburgh stunk. You knew that was going to be an easy game. I don't in the think first the, round. the seventh seed this year is not going to be a very good team. But uh, well. I don't want to face the Dolphins, number one. Right now? Well, I don't know, man. I don't want Tyler Thompson. Miami on a silver platter. Well, with Skylar Thompson, maybe. You just don't want the fallout of the if. The if with the Dolphins. I just don't want to deal with the emergency podcast. And I really don't want to deal with the week leading up to that game either, right? You know? That'll be a fun week. It could be. Could be. Could be. But, like, I, I maybe this may be the seven seed, but like up until like last week, you're looking at the seven seed going, it could possibly be the Jets who are only giving up 18 points a game, right? Yeah. Do you want to face a defense like that? Do you really, what if the Chargers were the seven seed, right? Do you want to face them? I don't know, man. They play Who's us great. De- their right? defense is playing as good as anybody in the Absolutely. NFL right now. Right. So, yeah, yeah like, like, I just think the AFC, there's no freebie this year in the first round. I don't think it's going to change anytime soon, though. Like, when you look at the quarterbacks in this conference, you've got the three best quarterbacks in the NFL who are in the AFC right now yep. between Mahomes, Allen, and Burrow. You look at the way Justin Herbert and Trevor Lawrence have come along this season. Oh, God. Like those guys, I, I expect to be mainstays. That's what happens when you have, you know, elite quarterback plays. Usually they go to the postseason, and you've got five of them in one conference who mm-hmm. are all years before they reach their prime. I mean, it's, it's a little scary. It's, it is crazy, man. The quarterback like bounty right now in the AFC is just insane. So give me the opportunity to play Zach Wilson. Let's I didn't mention Lamar <laughs> Jackson and Lamar. Well, yeah. And you didn't mention Jalen hurts when you talked about the best three quarterbacks in the league. No, I didn't. You want to yeah. say that again? No, no, no. I, no, I, 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 you I, mentioned I think it, I got yeah, it right. Yeah. 
Did you, did you have something you wanted to say? I did, yes. He's one of the best <laughs> quarterbacks. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Right. He's proving it right now by not playing. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. Lamar, Gardner Minshew is not good. Greatness. You want to talk about guys who are MVP? We're talking about value. Lamar Jackson and, and the Eagles offense and the Ravens offense, take away those two players, I mean, they look completely different. Mm-hmm. They, yeah. I mean, you could say that for any starting quarterback in the league right yeah. now, too. You know, I, I mean, do tend to not worry about the NFC until you get there. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. I like to, I like to face, I'll, I'll take whoever is standing at the end but as long as you get, as long as you get yeah. to the end. Can you I, imagine if any of these teams, Chiefs, Bills, Bengals, were playing in the NFC? How how much better you would feel about their chances of going to the Super Bowl? Oh my because God! Yeah. Aside from yeah. the Eagles, who I think are the most complete team in that conference, like you're telling me, all I got to do is beat Brock Purdy and the Niners. Mm-hmm. Like that's my toughest. Dak Prescott, who is the most Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde offense in the NFL. Like that's your biggest competition. Put some respect right. on Kirk Cousins' name. Uh, the disrespect this morning right. on the round table. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead if you want to. If you want to, no, you're right. Stand for. Uh, Kirk Cousins, it's all you. Kirk, if, the most. If Kirk like, and Jalen play, are they are, are they in one of their stadiums or are they neutral too? They'll be neutral, yeah, because oh, nobody wants to see because nobody Cousins, wants right? that game. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I kind of like Kirk Cousins, like he wins, right? Like yeah. that's all he does. Depends on when the game is played. Well, that's true. Yeah. Noon games, yeah, he's really noon game, good. He's a monster. Yeah, yeah. prime time game's not so good. No, not no. so good. You guys, expecting a close one tomorrow? You know, y'all had me on the round table before Indianapolis. And we all came in here and said, ha, 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 no way the Chiefs could lose this game, right? And I'm watching that game on Sunday, I'm like, oh, crap. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, yes, I feel the exact same way. There's no way the Chiefs lose this game this week, right? Except uh... <laughs> we were having this debate. Would you rather go up against Jared Stidham or Derek Carr? Derek Carr, 3-14 and 14 in his career versus Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Who would you rather the Chiefs face at quarterback? Well, I, you know, it's what you know versus what you don't know. And I'm always a big, uh, you know, you dance with the devil, you know. I'll take Derek Carr. He's got, I mean, what, 26 touchdowns and 17 picks in 17 games. Been sacked 41 times by yeah. the Chiefs. It's like, I know what he does, and I know that he doesn't win versus Kansas City. It's weird watching these backup quarterbacks come in because they just go back to the training camp offense. They're not doing anything ad-lib. They're not doing anything off script. They're running the offense they installed back in September, and at least for like a game or two, sometimes they can be more effective just because they're doing what the coaches want them to but do. But isn't it better to have Stidham after a game on tape too, though, than like Absolutely. going for in sure. blindly, right? Like yeah. It's like you never saw that lefty reliever before, and oh my God, he's buckling everybody's knees, yeah. and then the book comes out on him, and then everybody's raking home runs, and he's back in Omaha. So that's kind of how I feel about Stidham. Like, he had a great game last week. And now Andy Reid and Steve Spagnuolo and guys have had a whole week to look at this guy's tape and kind of dissect him, right? It was one game. Yeah, yeah, right. Can yeah. we talk small sample size? Give me the back of quarterback every day of the week and twice yeah. on Sundays. I throw him a curveball, hit him a couple times, and we don't see how he responds to adversity. Derek Carr is a season starter. I'm taking the backup every day. He's, they're going to chuck the ball around. The, like, I think that's one thing. He doesn't. What's he playing for, right? He's not Tape. supposed to be the starter yeah. Who anyway. Who What's he playing yeah, for? So to hold gonna, off Tom Brady? Yeah, yeah right. What he's right. Doing. <laughs> so he's going to go out there. He's going to let it fly, man. So I expect I expect them to, to sort of chuck the ball around the yard a little bit. I don't know if they're going to have... Uh, Josh Jacobs, who didn't practice yesterday, or mm-hmm. right, didn't practice Thursday. So uh, I don't expect this game to be close, but it's going to be a different Raiders team than I think we saw back in week five. From the text line, if the Chiefs lose this game, Aaron Ladd is never allowed back on wow. the round table. <laughs> wow. They, they said it, That's not fair. us. Yeah. Wow. I, I get it. I do expect this game to be you probably close. Would, you pr- you'd probably bow out at, at that point. Would you? Anyway, like, but, I can't. But back to your original point, though, about the Indy game. Had they won the Indy game, we're not. this conversation the is not even happening yeah. right now, right? 
I, I, I think about two or three. I mean, I think about Houston. At least now they're winning those games, right? You yeah. think back to Indy and you're like, oh, well, they let that op- that operation and that opportunity slip through. Now at least they're playing poorly against inferior opponents and still finding a way to win the game against Houston, against uh, Denver. And that's what leads me to think this game's going to be close as well. We're sitting there in the third quarter and the offense is still trying to sputter and put together and separate a little bit. Um, I think the Chiefs win, but maybe it's more of that seven to nine point range. What did you say earlier in the week that the Chiefs five wins are by like six 16, points? Oh, 16, 16 total. total points. Five and oh against the AFC West, 16 points total, the largest margin six. Yeah, that's crazy. And yet we feel like the division hasn't closed at all, right? Yeah. <laughs> For the most part, it's like, uh, it's kind of, kind of the same, but every game's been a mess. Right. <laughs> in, that, in keeping, in keeping but, games but, closed. But the difference is what Steve Spagnolo said yesterday. You know, he was asked about having uh, the ability to win these games close. And, and they said, well, what, what happened? Why, did, why does your teams win these close games? And this is how he answered. Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes, 15. he's the difference maker. Like, 15, and I appreciate yeah. Steve Spagnuolo saying that he could have said, "Well, Chris Jones or the defense, you know, could have, you know, done something for one of the guys on his side of the ball." But he's he's real. It's the realest answer I've ever heard in the NFL. Why do you find yourselves winning these close games, Patrick Mahomes? I mean, it's that's it. It's, it's, it's simple. You've so got I the think, best player in the football field, yeah, at, at all times. And we're talking about a chance for this team to go six and zero in a division when all off season we were talking about how Russell Wilson was coming in and closing the gap, Devontae Adams coming over from Vegas and a clean sweep possible. Right? With, yeah. With the well, yeah, Saturday. yeah. Aaron made fun of me before we came in here because he said before that Colts game we were in together and he said I had stats prepared. I got another one for you. Oh, the okay. AFC oh, West. The AFC West handed out five of the eighteen biggest contracts last off season. Derek Carr, Devontae Adams, J.C. Jackson, Max Crosby. Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson. What do they have to show for it? Nothing. Nothing. Yeah, like that's, why, that's why I say every March, stop paying attention to free agency. doesn't matter. It really doesn't. It's the most overrated, inflated time of year for the NFL. If you're winning in March, you're not winning in September. I've said it for years, and every year it, it comes true. And in every March, we revert back, why aren't the Chiefs signing anybody? doesn't matter doesn't matter. We got Andy Reid and, and and we've got another. It matters a little more Patrick this offseason, right? A little this more. This offseason? This yeah. coming up? Not you got really. some decisions to make. What are you going to do with Chris Jones? What are you going to do with Orlando Wide Brown Jr.? Room, what are you going to do with Juju? Sure. Yeah, it's easy. What are you going to do with Orlando Brown Jr.? See you later. Bob cut him in like week four. No, <laughs> no, a lot no, of people no, did. No room at the end. Sorry. <laughs> Chris Jones is going to be interesting to see. You're going to play for a one or two year deal. I'm not signing him to a long term deal. Jarek McKinnon, same thing. You're going to take a one or two year deal. I'm not signing you to a long term deal. The only guy like that's going to be a free agent. I'm like, I, I re- definitely 100% resign him as Juju. Got to. He's so good. Yeah. He's so good. What he brought for this offense is. But, but he may I, go kill it in the, in the well, offseason. Yeah, but I've, <laughs> money, right? I've seen the Chiefs walk from a guy at that position before. So You know there's going to be a line in the sand. They're going to say, like, we're willing to give you a big contract. We're willing to sign you. They've probably been saying that all year long. And I'm yeah. sure he's saying, like, ah, I'm going to go out there and see what else he had everybody com- else is He had offering. some comments recently that were interesting. He said, you know, I, I want to go somewhere. He didn't say Kansas. He, he mentioned that he liked Kansas City and playing here, but – you know, he's listening for that Jags offer that's going to shoot up Why and, and, and change the and change the negotiations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I harbor no ill will towards yeah. guys, especially after what we saw Monday night. If you're still a fan that's Absolutely. like, I can't believe these guys are going and taking the money. We had a gentleman almost die on the field that we all saw. And if you're begrudging athletes for going to another city to take more money, you got to stop doing that based on what we saw Monday night. We realize not just careers are short, lives are short. Go out and capitalize when you can. All right, we've we've been able to avoid uh, the special teams pretty much all week, you know, based on other news that have taken much more precedence. But is that the biggest, Nick, for you? Is that the biggest 
uh, playoff. Oh, yeah. Worry. I, if you told me that the Chiefs don't win the Super Bowl and I had to close my eyes and predict the moment that mm-hmm. lost them, like the end of their season, it mm-hmm. is a special teams miscue. Yeah. It is a bad hold on a would-be game-tying field goal. Like, that is that is that's the exact play. That's the out. I'm just resigned to the fact that the Chiefs are minus four starting every game now because that's essentially what they're leaving on the field every game. And that's why field goal and extra point. You're down yeah. four when you start the game. Josh, I think you and I talked about this where when you came on uh, Cody and Gold earlier and we were talking about, you know, judging a defense based off points per game. This year is a, is a great example of why you can't necessarily do it. Go back to that game on Bron- the first the Broncos where you missed an extra point you missed a field goal there's four points right there you fumble the punt that gives the Broncos the ball inside the five yard line there's 11 points yeah. that you just gifted this other team that if you had them we're talking about the Broncos putting in that touchdown in the fourth quarter that means nothing, nothing. it yeah. would have meant nothing so that's why I'm just so like at some point you trust what the team has shown you. They've shown you across four months that we're not going to be good. This is who they in are. Special teams. Right. That, that's a little concerning. And, and, you know, people are mad at Dave Tobe today because he said yesterday, hey, it is what it is right now. But that's kind of what it is. I mean, truth. that's reality. What are you going to do? Find a special teams, you know, maven on the streets? No. no. Did he did he talk about the third base tree? He did, yeah. I didn't <laughs> catch did, that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he basically said yeah, it is what it is. It's, it's been a rough season. Like, what what do you want him to say, right? We, there's nothing you can do right now. And I promise you, to this day, there's not a better kicker that is available that you can go out and get than Harrison Butker. Wow, you don't trust Matthew Wright in this situation? No. <laughs> <laughs> he, might be, he might be your guy on Saturday is what it sounds yeah. like. It sounded like a threat when they sent that out. Chiefs tried out Matthew Wright. I'm like, oh. mm-hmm. Bringing him back. <laughs> don't tempt us. Don't I forwarded that one to Harrison. Special teams, your biggest question uh, markers or other I stuff mean, that you'd look at and say that could be the, that could be the out. I'm always looking at the run game for Kansas City because I think that dictates what they do offensively. Obviously, 15 is going to stir the drink and, and get them where they need to go. But when there's those lulls like to start off the third quarter against Denver where you're going three straight three and outs, whether it's the willingness to go with the run or the consistency to use it effectively, that is just as much of a concern for Kansas City to me because there's going to be times in the playoffs where you need to get that first first down to keep the drive going. Yeah. You need to get that first first down to to keep the other offense on the sideline. And I don't know if it's the willingness from the coaching staff to commit to Pacheco and, and McKinnon and whatever Ronald Jones is doing on, on Kansas City's roster, but <laughs> that that worries me. Uh, the running game is, is another thing that I'm You, you know what else worries me? I hate second and one and third and one. And it's not just the Chiefs thing. Have you guys, like, watched enough of the league to realize nobody can get a freaking yard anymore in this league? Like, what are we doing We to bring here? back the fullback, man. That's the problem. We have one of those. That was that stopped not, on I mean, third and one yeah. now. Bulldozer <laughs> hasn't been as, uh... No. We're, we're, like, nobody in this league can get a yard right now. Give me second and 15 over second and well, one any a, day for this team right now. Team, I think, I think Andy Reid views like the short passing game as like an extension of the run game. And I think a lot of teams do that, but there is benefit to being able to just put three tight ends on the field and a fullback and then hand it off and get a yard. And there's just not that many teams who I I think believe in that philosophy. You've lost practice time in that area too. You don't don't practice that as much anymore. You don't thud as much in camp anymore. That's old school stuff, but you you don't practice it. And you show up and try and do it on Sundays and it doesn't work. I'm not surprised. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, Aaron, you said what? Seven, six, seven point win? That we were, you're kind of leaning? Yeah. What's the line? That sounds about right. Seven, I thought. Seven? Give me 10. Chiefs by 10? 31 21. Nice. Nice. What you got coming up, Cody Gold, today? Do you know? I have no idea. Okay. I haven't even talked to him yet today. You, you, Perfect. You, yeah. Great tease there. You, sounds about right. You ducked, you ducked out early to come in with us. And <laughs> yeah, that's they did, right. They that's put right. the show together. Is hey, that how th- that works? There were sacrifices made. And then uh, both you two contributing to Arrowhead Pride. So That's right.
Maybe we'll each write a gamer on Saturday. No, you'll write a gamer. Okay, maybe uh, I'll write oh, a gamer wow. on okay. Saturday. Like right. Coast saying. to Coast is out. You can check that out on your <laughs> podcast platforms. Aaron Lab Channel 41, and Arrowhead Pride, thanks for coming in. Again, maybe the last time, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. <laughs> <The> <laughs> <results>. <laughs> I'll be watching. I'll be watching. That's not true. That's not true. And uh, thanks, for, uh, thanks for dropping by. Thanks, guys. Uh, Cody Gold coming up about 10 to 2. Nick, a part of that show, of course. Mm-hmm. It is time for our NFL picks brought to you by T-Mobile. Whether you're at home or away from your team, T-Mobile keeps you connected at Chiefs Kingdom all season long with the best 5G coverage in the game. You going to stick 35 35 nothing, baby. Wow. 35 nothing. I feel this is the week it's going to happen. I think right now Andy Reid's looking at the rest of the NFL and going, all right, you don't want us to have a home game in the playoffs? 35 nothing. Put it on the board. And if, yes. you, and if you're pounding it like 35 nothing, then the flags won't get involved. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, take, right. Yeah, yeah. Do you take like, Scott Novak is take it, out of the game? Take it out of the referee's hands yeah. by making it a, a no contest. You keep saying, I think this is the week. I swear I've been waiting for the week for like three years. Weeks now. Oh. You know, I keep thinking it's going to be the week. I, I just I just feel like these AFC West games have been tight. I think this one's going to be tight as well. 27-21. Oh, okay. Wow. Chiefs. 42-35. Wow. Look at you. You're banking on some stint points, Sad. huh? Denim is going to be <sighs> throwing it all over the if field. It's 42-35. I'm going to be really sorry. I think 27 27- what I say, 27, 21, I'd be yeah. less sweating than 42, 35. Feels like a danger zone, yeah. doesn't it? And no phone calls from mother-in-law. None. No, no, do not call. No. Um, you hope. You know, Mitch was talking about Stidham earlier, right? Mitch holds this voice of the Chiefs. Like, yeah, Josh McDaniels really likes him. But, like, Josh McDaniels is like a dressed-up Adam Gase. Like, how, how much can you really trust a guy who was so successful with Tom Brady for all of those years. You know? Like, he was successful because of Tom Brady. I think he worked well with Tom Brady. I'm not discounting that portion of it, but yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, Adam Gase was successful because of Peyton Manning and then went out on his own and was a total failure. He's not even coaching anymore. Yeah, I mean, I really like that this is Jared Stidham in game two. Yeah. Because I think you're right. I think you can can simplify some things. You can get away from some stuff. You can look good and then... How does somebody adjust to you? And yeah. I'm, I'm hoping the Chiefs have adjusted to what they what they saw him put together in the first game, and it's not a problem this week. So. Have a safe trip to Las Vegas. Let's get just get this win Saturday. And I I know we don't we're not enthralled with the rest of the scenarios, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the silver lining. Are you gonna get one of those yards of daiquiri while you're there? I'm gonna go with the silver lining, which is get the one seed. And you don't have to go through both Buffalo and Cincinnati. How many shots will you do on the strip where a guy is shaking your head around Zero. and making you dizzy? Zero. Just get the dub, man. This this more so than any other game this season. I like time has passed for the looking good. Mm-hmm. Give me give me some. No, this is just get the dub. Right. Get win the, the game win. and get, get the, out. Get the win and get out. Enjoy the extra day on Sunday. Three thirty. The kickoff of one zero six five. The Wolf. Enjoy the Rhino, Josh. What time is bottle service at the Bellagio? Of the show. Get some singles. You can always <laughs> check out 610sports.com with the Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y. Download it for free. In and out. Cody and Gold, they come your way next. You're on 610 Sports Radio.